Xbox might have to clean the idiot mark on my club. Daisy, Daisy, give me your answer, do. I'm half crazy, all for the love of you. It won't be a star. That's gotta be one of the worst golf shots ever had in the history of the sport. But you'll look sweet upon the seat of a bicycle built for two. Stop walking. Now she just asked Patrick Cammy to stop watching, didn't he? He stopped walking. He certainly did, yeah. That's a great one, bud. Yeah, I know it's a two-shot penalty, and uh, at that time I just didn't feel like going back and forth and hitting the same shot over. I took the two-shot penalty, moved on. It's uh, it's uh, my understanding of the rules. I, I've had multiple times where uh, I've wanted to do that. I just finally did. Katie's making this, me kick this off. It's Tuesday. I don't. What are we? Max wants to talk about the hearings. Not really. I don't okay. really want to talk about the hearings, but we kind of have to because they happen. And Says the guy just, who literally watched them all day. I know, and it caused me to miss the end of the stage of the Tour de France, and I had to rewatch the. I got to rewatch the highlights from that today, and it's just there are so many times. So I did used to work in politics and in the media, and I've spent an ungodly amount of time in my life watching C-SPAN, and. It's not that I particularly don't enjoy watching C-SPAN. I actually enjoy watching congressional hearings. They can be very informative. They can be Nerd. funny. They can be entertaining. There's, I mean, there's so many. There's a couple of great scenes in the show Veep about congressional hearings um, and some great, you know, congressional hearing scenes that that take place. But um, they um, they can they can be a they can be a good time. And I I found today's to be entertaining, you know, for the most part at times, and and mostly informative. Though I think the most informative part of today was the document dump. Can we just back up one second? <clears throat> yes. So I thought the role of Congress was to create laws and bills to make sure that our country runs well. Okay. So what was the point of this hearing? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Do we need a new law around golf? Um, so, um, let's, where do we even? <laughs> Who called this hearing? Did, was Congress like, hello, president of the PGA and Liv, you need to come before us and explain yourselves because what? You're not allowed to have a monopoly in golf. You're not allowed to work with Saudis. What, like, why are we here? So, the, this is great. See, this is, the committee that held this meeting today. Should probably be dissolved, but Was the Senate Permanent Subcommittee on oh Investigations. God. Investigating what? The Senate Permanent Subcommittee on Investigations. Now. Dissolve it. Fine. <laughs> this is the point that Rand Paul brought up 
And I think there's, I also. Is he on the subcommittee? He's on the subcommittee. Oh and he looked, he looked like he was really happy to be there. Let me tell he you. He probably thought this was a stupid use of government funds. He used his time to grandstand about why the federal government shouldn't exist anymore, essentially. Perfect. And so I obviously enjoyed that part of the hearing. Um, definitely one of my favorite moments. Because, yes, I... I agree at the end of the day that there's no reason why a bunch of United States senators need to take a couple of hours to question these guys about a deal that doesn't even exist yet. Nothing's been signed off on. This has just been a, hey, we've agreed to not sue each other anymore. But like what and we've law? agreed to try to work out a deal by the end of the year. We've agreed are, on that. Are That's U.S. It. entities not allowed to make deals with Saudi and Saudi Arabian? Co- Hell no. You sure we have that? so much business with Saudi Arabia. It is unbelievable. Right. Okay, we so buy you're allowed to. Okay. We buy their right. oil. Okay. So there's, there's no okay. issue with Saudi That's Arabian investment That's in America. That's my point. So there's no law against it. No. So this is an absolutely absurd waste of government resources. At the end of the day, yes. So there is... And government overreach. Like, it's a business deal. Like, what is it to you? So I agree that this is this is really just a bunch of senators who apparently want tickets to the masters and this is the way they're going about it well you can get tickets to the masters a lot easier ways um but i i should say that that this is something that and ron johnson made the rounds on a couple of golf podcasts yesterday and i listened to his interview with no laying up and that was one of the questions of like why are you calling this hearing and it was essentially like listen a large section of the public is interested in this issue we as senators are also a little bit interested in this issue. A lot of us are golfers, right? So, like, guess what? Like, that's what happens. People are interested in it. We're interested in it. So we're, we're calling the hearing. That should not be the bar. Because, because you want to know what? there are because, because there are enough questions about this that we need to understand what's exactly going on here. Is Saudi Arabia effectively purchasing the PGA Tour? What's going on with the compensation with players? What's going on? There are labor issues. There are antitrust issues that could come along here. I mean, essentially, we have two competing entities that have decided not to compete against each other anymore and, and, and merge and essentially create a monopoly over top-tier talent in the golf world but it was always a monopoly so sports (laughs) sports leagues are always treated differently they're always treated differently because at the end of the day you want the best product for the consumer and the best product for the consumer generally means having the highest the top tier talent playing each other on a regular basis right and in the united states of america the only league that has a true antitrust exemption is major league baseball but the other big four and MLS and the PGA Tour are effectively treated as. All right. So we've established that this is stupid. So yes. now that we've moved past that, what were the highlights? So I think the biggest highlights were, um, like I said, I, I think I think the... <laughs> um, 
for golf fans, the big one of the biggest ones was that Greg Norman's going to lose his job. That that there's an agreement that Greg Norman would be fired. Essentially, that going forward, Greg Norman isn't going to play a role in this entity whatsoever. That was one thing that was big because Rory and Tiger. Greg Norman had been trying to get a world tour up off the ground since the mid-90s, and Arnold Palmer basically put the put his foot down and the put kibosh. the kibosh on that. And um, so Greg Norman's always been kind of a thorn in the side of the PGA Tour to some extent because he was a global golfer. He lived in Australia. He played around the world. He... Um, he wanted to play around the world against the other, only the other best players in the world and make a bunch of money because he said, look, who, the people come out to watch us. So why shouldn't we be making the money? So this is really a sad day for him because he just got kicked out. <laughs> well, he hasn't been kicked out yet. He hasn't been kicked out yet. And he's made a pretty good penny off of this. Um, you know, there, there uh, some of the highlights were, were Richard Blumenthal, the senator from Connecticut, um, kind of calling out the PGA Tour in terms of, hey, look, you know, you, you do a lot of charitable giving, but it's literally like three percent of like what of the of the revenue you bring in. Like, let's 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 not call you a charitable enterprise here. Like, you're charitable, but you're not exactly, you know, the Red Cross. <laughs> you're not exactly, you know, Saint Paul, um, um, or Saint Vincent de Paul, I should say. Um, um, you know, that's not exactly what the PGA Tour is is all about. Um, other highlights were, uh, you know, details about the deal, the framework, whether Yasir, who is the... Um, the PIF chairman clear wanting Augusta national membership was one of the highlights that came out of today. Um, Jimmy Dunn, the man who brokered the deal. Um, we learned more about how all of this came to be, but one of the things that he said today that made the rounds on golf Twitter was is that it's hard to dislike someone you play golf with. And basically everyone said, Jimmy, you haven't paid a public course in a very long time and gotten paired up with some random nut job. Um, so <laughs> maybe maybe you don't want to make those kinds of comments when you're only playing, you know, at Seminole and Augusta and National Golf Links and Shinnecock. Um, but other than that, oh, one of the great highlights was Josh Howley, senator from Missouri, questioning the PGA Tour COO, Ron Price, about PGA Tour China, which hasn't been operational since 2019. But he thought it was? Yes. Classic. Yeah, it was cringeworthy. And then when he, and then he went back to the well, he went back to it again. Like trying to like kind of just drill home that the PGA Tour kind of has this questionable relationship, which I'm not with with questionable places, which I'm not sure what point he was trying to prove other than this. This company has bad judgment. OK, well, that's not illegal. Yeah, they're just, you know, they're they're My main takeaway from this hearing today, what Ron Price said, what Jimmy Dunn said, the documents that were put out, which I haven't gone all the way through because who the hell has the time to go through 347 or some odd pages of documents just for fun in the afternoon if you work a full-time job, which is 
Um, the PGA Tour got absolutely rocked by the Saudi Arabian investors. What happened was, and the, the line that I keep going back to and the line that, that kept making me go, I'm not sure that you fully understand business, was Ron Price said that the, we were dealing with someone who acted irrationally. Wrong. Wrong. Live Golf did not act irrationally. PIF, the Public Investment Fund of Saudi Arabia, did not act irrationally when they were putting this together. They acted completely irrationally. That completely rationally, they took a look at the market for golf and they knew that they had to attract the top talent to their tour in order to have some sort of existence going forward. And they said, well, how are we going to do it? Well, our biggest weapon is money. So we're just going to pay these guys. We're going to pay these guys to come over and we're going to offer them a deal of a lifetime. and says, You're, you get to get paid more to do less. That's the dream. Hell of a deal. Hell of a deal that they offered these guys. And a lot of guys, and, and look at a ton of guys took it. And there were obviously people who were the larger, some of the larger guys and some of the larger initial guys were behind the scenes kind of greasing the wheels and putting this all in motion and getting more people together like Phil and DJ and Bryson. And, well, maybe not DJ so much, but definitely Phil and Bryson were a large part of putting this together. And, you know, Patrick Reed obviously played along very quickly. And there were people who were, there were some, some big high-profile players who were looking to do this, who were looking to break away, who were looking to do something a little bit different. And um, it was a totally rational thing if you were looking to break into a major sport and you're not going to compete with the NFL. You're not going to make a new baseball. You're not going to make a new NHL. You're not going to make a new Premier League, though they're trying in Saudi Arabia. They're, they're trying to make a, a Saudi League, and they're, they're doing the same thing that they're doing with golf, is money. Money, 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 money. But the PGA Tour, their revenues were $3 billion in 2021. The Saudi Arabian Public Investment Fund is $700 billion. Estimated. I'm sure it's probably more than that. So, if you're Saudi Arabia and you're looking to look into a major global sport that has the potential to break through across cultural everything with the right players, i.e. Tiger Woods. Well, he didn't sign. Yes. Then golf would be a pretty great avenue for you to go down. And that's what they did. And they spent the money. And they realized that, hey, if they, it was less, we need to make this vibe. We need to have some 30-year business plan. It was, we just need to bleed the PGA Tour dry, and then we win. Because eventually more players are going to come over. Because what's happening now is these players are going, wait, we were loyal to the PGA Tour, and we're going to get nothing out of this. We're going to get equity in this new company or whatever. That's not even agreed upon. They don't even know. They don't even know. So definitely a lesson for everyone out there. If someone offers you more money to do less, take it. Do not have loyalty to your employer. Your employer doesn't give a crap about you. Your manager might. Your individual manager may care about you as a person and, you know, as a teammate and all of that. But let me tell you, the cold calculated bean counters at the top... <laughs> Do not care about you at the end of the day. 
especially if you're at a publicly traded company and they have a fiduciary duty to their shareholders. And all those golfers are employees. More or less. They're quote-unquote independent contractors, but how independent but, are mean, you? They're are, not owners of the how company. How independent are you really when there's only one game in town <laughs> to make twenty million to go play for $20 million in golf? True. Right? How independent are you really? So, um, so that was, um, that was the hearing today. I think, I think my main conclusion was, is that the PGA tour ran into some people who ran the numbers, got some pretty good information from some people who knew what the actual numbers were in terms of what the PGA tour tour had in terms of assets, reserves, and their revenue streams. And they said, you know. Maybe we don't need Tiger and Rory. Maybe we don't even need Rom and Scotty and Victor and Colin and Xander and Patrick. I'm pretty sure Xander and Patrick are kicking themselves right now because they were offered a ton to come over as a team. And we don't even need Spieth and JT. Oh, JT. We got Phil. We got DJ. We got Bryson. We got so JT's Brooks. having a bad year. We got he Patrick been, Reed. He just would have been like Matt. Wo- Matt Wolf would have liked him to come over. You know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, Shots fired. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, <laughs> dude, dude, you just always pick on JT. I don't get it. I don't because get it. Because when you watch the Netflix series, it's so hilarious the way they portray him. It's like. I know. Jordan Spieth's little friend. (laughs) (laughs) It is. Like, oh, he also plays golf, but really he's just Spieth's little friend. I love JT. (laughs) I like him. It's just the way they portrayed him. It's just so hilarious. I know what you're talking about. I I understand understand what you're saying, 100%. Um, Right. Anything else on the hearing? No, that's it. That's it. It's just kind of... It's not going to go away anytime soon, all this stuff. They're not doing more days of this, right? This was it? No, they're cold. Oh, I got it. I was gonna like, do good Lord. I want a tax sense. refund or something. Yeah, right. No, it's going to continue. I'm sure they're going to they're gonna look into the antitrust stuff. And um, I'm sure at the end of the day, it's all going to be whatever it is will be approved. All right. So this weekend, starting Thursday, is the Scottish... Open Genesis Open, something in yes. Scotland. Yes, the Genesis, the Scottish Genesis Open, the Genesis Scottish Open at the Renaissance Club. And from my perspective, I don't understand why they're playing the Scottish Open and not one some iconic Scottish golf course. Do they usually switch it up, or is it? No, this place is now has it for oh. the for well, the. There you go foreseeable future it's a it's a new course i mean it's a fine course it's a is good it looking boring course, is it not pretty no it's just not it's not you know the it's a good course it's just a it's a newer course it's 2008 and it's not a um it's not like in one of the traditional courses that you would find in like the open rota or anything like that. Um, um, but, but some people Lynx, who I it's actually... Lynx golf, it's Lynx season. And some people some I've pe- actually heard of are going to play. So that's exciting. So yeah. So let's talk about the some of the bigger names that are in it. We've got Scotty. 
We've got Patrick Cantlay. We've got Tommy Fleetwood. Xander is the defending champion. Tyrrell Hatton. Victor Hovland. Matt, Fix, Pat, Matt Fitzpatrick. Ricky Fowler. Rory McIlroy. Wyndham Clark, your U.S. Open champion. Minwoo Lee. Rasmus Hogard, one of the uh, the DP World Tour players who's uh, going to be making... Uh, Going to be making a splash. This is one of those events that the PGA Tour puts on with the DP World Tour, formerly European Tour. What does it actually stand for? DP? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Something petroleum. I'm afraid to look it up because it has other meanings. Well, don't don't just Google search DP. You don't want to do that. No. <laughs> DP World Tour. Tour. What's DP? Diamond Petroleum. <laughs> Formerly Volvo. Who is their... Uh... Diamondback Petroleum. Dubai-based is... DP World. DP World is Emirati multinational logistics company based in Dubai. Oh, so another Saudi tour. Well, it's not Saudi. It's UAE. That's Dubai. It's oh. the United Arab Emirates. So they're they're ch- they're chill. Dubai's chill. Dubai's chill. I mean, except for like probably like the slaver the labor they used to build everything, but and their you know. general intolerance. But you know, <laughs> yeah, that's totally cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. not sure there's I'm not sure there's a diocese of Dubai. Just like there's definitely not a diocese <laughs> of Riyadh. Um, but anyways, um, Justin Rose, Aaron Rye, and Shane Lowry. Are some of the other names we also have lucas aberg the texas tech sensation who is coming off a top five at the john deere uh let's see what other names we got on here that are um, fun we have max homa is max homa in it yeah he is and remember i read the fun justin pairings? thomas jordan spieth jordan spieth sander rory sam burns Sadly, still not Morikawa. I did a control F. He's not on here. Nick Taylor, your Canadian Open champion. What if Nick Taylor wins the Scottish Open? Then he's got to win. What if he went on the win the Open? He won the. He, that would be like the Queen's. I was gonna say, is that of a name? The Queen's. The Queen's. Uh, <laughs> Queen's tour. The Queen's <laughs> crown. There, I don't know. The Queen's. The the triple queen. The triple queen. <laughs> <laughs> the Canadian, the Scottish, and the uh, and the Open Championship, the Triple Queen. Um, anyone? Uh, let's see what else. Scythe is in it. So we've got all the hits. Uh, Matt Fitzpatrick is in it. Yeah, we've got all the hits, all the classics. I should have looked to see Patty how many Harrington, of the Netflix guys are in here. Callum Taron. I don't Max think Fina is. Yeah, Fina and Morikawa are both not playing. So the last people to tee off, tee off at 6.42 our time. So that's cool. Definitely coffee golf for us this week. So the great thing is... Joel Damon's not playing. This is my favorite thing. Joel Damon's not playing in any of the tournaments, either of the tournaments Did he not qualify? <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, well, he's not playing. All right, so... Who uh who you got this week? Um who do I want to win? Because I have no idea <laughs> who, you who should for? actually Who win. are you rooting for? Um I mean I'll probably root for Rory and Speeth. Um 
ever since I confused Max Homa with uh, Hadwin. Now I watch Max Homa. There you go. Um, I'm just like rolling through the names here. That's probably it. I'm not seeing any other super interesting. I like Matt Fitzpatrick. I like yeah. I like I, his style. I think Fitzpatrick is 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 bound to have a good week. Oh, Wyndham Clark's playing. Wyndham Clark, you could have a good week this week. Justin Rose is playing. Justin Rose that could have a good week this week. Shane Lowry. I think Shane Lowry is going to win this tournament. That's my pick. I think Shane Lowry is going to win the like tournament. Home court advantage. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I just think it's supposed to be rainy. It's supposed to be windy. Mm, I just, I think Shane Lowry is just, that's, I think he's going to eat it up. I think Shane Lowry is just, he's in his sweet spot. You know, these guys, you know, he won his major, and these guys who win their first major, they go through these lulls afterwards sometimes. So if they have a little fine, maybe, you know, they, they kind of ride the wave of the major for the rest of the year, and then they oh, sometimes don't know he's kind of... Breezed over Scotty. Yeah, Scotty's in and it. And Hovland. Yeah, I told both of those names. I've okay, said. well, I breezed over it. Yeah. Um. Well, we could go through the featured pairing. Your one true love, Victor Hovland. <laughs> <laughs> we should go through the featured pairing, and you can you can rank them. There's six of them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so first one is Rory, Xander, and Justin Thomas. Yeah, I mean, that's, 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 a, great, number one. that's a great pairing. Number three. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's okay. And then Jordan Spieth. Tommy Fleetwood and Rob McIntyre. Yeah, see, I like to see that's fun. Now, see, you don't, you never know. Jordan Spieth's just an entertaining golfer to watch and begin with. You know, he's he to begin with. He's just, you never know, kind of know what's going to happen. Jordan Spieth. So I, I love watching Jordan Spieth play. Tommy Fleetwood is for sure going to have a great tournament. I think you can kind of book that one. And Big Shot Bob, Big Shot Bob, making a play for the Ryder Cup. Scott Scotland home Scotland's own. Okay, the next one is Scotty Shuffler, Victor Hovland, and Shane Lowry. Yeah. I, mean, I think if I was going to follow a group, that's probably who I'd watch. I was about to say, if if you had to pick one group where there, I thought the winner that was going to come out of, it would be that one because I think Lowry's going to, like I said, I think Lowry's probably my pick this week. I think Victor Hovland is another person who, if you said, I think Victor Hovland's going to win this week, I think that's a perfectly reasonable thing to say because if Victor Hovland can win every week of the year, same with Scotty Shuffler. So yeah, I agree. I think in terms of in terms of the group that might provide the best golf, like the highest level of golf, I think that's probably that group. All right, the next group is Adam Scott, Max Love Homa, and it. Yannick Paul. Am I saying that right? Yannick Paul, yeah. So he's one of the DP World Tour guys. Uh, German, having a good year over there. I think he's won once or twice. Um, that would be a fun group to watch. All right, next one is Ricky Fowler, Wyndham Clark, and Tyrell Hatton. Yeah, I mean, that's a great group. I mean, Wyndham Clark and Ricky Fowler back together. Back together. Back Will in they the still be supportive? Tyrell, <laughs> Tyrell. <laughs> and Tyrell would be there. Tyrell's always entertaining. Well, now that Ricky won right after, maybe he won't be. Yeah, I mean, I, I, he was never upset, I obviously. Yeah, I, Ricky's not that kind of guy. Yeah, he's not. Um, and then the last one is pa- Patrick Cantlay, Matt Fitzpatrick, and Adrian Moronic. Moronk. Yeah. Moronk? So Adrian Moronk <laughs> is six foot seven. He's a big, tall Polish guy. Okay. Yeah. So you can spot him a mile away. Yeah. That would be a great. That would be another great. See, these are all. It's, well, those are the six featured groups. When you look through the tournament, you're like, wow, this is like a really, this is like a really, really, really fun, great field. Um, 
to watch. And then we also have the Barbasol Championship that takes place in Nicholasville, Kentucky, which is our opposite field event this week. Mm. Let me go through the top 10 Kentucky players. Kentucky or Scotland? Well, I bet the weather will be better in Kentucky. Let me go through the top 10 players in the PGATour.com power rankings for this tournament, okay? okay? Starting at 10. Now, keep in mind, this is also a co-sanctioned PGA Tour and DP World Tour event. So if you couldn't get into the Scottish Open as a European player, you got to go to you Nicholasville. fly over to Kentucky. You got to go to Nicholasville, Kentucky, which is, and let's Google it. By the way, one of my coworkers lives in the same town where the Tony Soprano house is. Um, it's outside. Of, it's south of Lexington. So Whoopee. we've never been there. <laughs> um, cool. Okay, so you were going to do rankings? Yes. In 10, Andy Sullivan from England. Number nine, Kevin Streelman, Sunday Streels. Number eight, Marcus... Helig killed a 26-year-old Danish player. Are these people you've heard of? I know who Andy Sullivan and Kevin Streelman are. I've okay. never heard of Marcus Helig killed. Okay. Just I do checking. know who number seven Justin Lauer is. Number six I know who is Rio Hisatune. Hisatsune. Suni. Sune. <laughs> Hisatsune. Sune. It's Japanese, so I know how to pronounce it. I'm just having trouble pronouncing it. Number five, Peter Quest. Number four, Josh Teeter. Number three, Grayson Murray. Number two, Taylor Pendrith, who was in the President's Cup last year. And number one, 2009 United States Open champion, Lucas Glover. All right. Uh, We also have Jim Herman's in the field, Satoshi Kodaira. Um... So, yeah, some uh, some interesting uh, – so then there's that. That'll be mostly on the – I think that's just the whole golf channel this week. So we have the Scottish Open in the morning. Then we have Barbasol. And then um, I think the ladies are playing too this week. There's no live tournament. LPGA. Yes, there is a tournament. This week at Highland Meadows Golf Club. Um, the Greater Toledo LPGA Classic. Cool. Sounds like a good time. I'm sure we'll be watching. Um, what else? Um, I think that's it. I know Rose is playing. Who do you think is going to win the Genesis Scott's? Scotland almost said Scotland. I already said Shane Lowry. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So that's what we're going with. Is he in your lineup? He is in my lineup. Yeah, let me give you a line, my lineup. My lineup is... This is really fascinating for yeah, people. Yeah, I'm sure this is definitely what they say is people are always super interested in your fantasy. So lineup. I found out... So I, th- I thought I, I was going through all the stats and whatnot yesterday and thinking i was gonna find someone that like uh no one else would go with and so and then today like one of the biggest df golf dfs names was like pimping this guy and i was like you're you're a jerk i don't like you 
Uh, this is my lineup. Take it or leave it. Sahithagala, Justin Rose, Shane Lowry, Victor Hovland, Ryan Fox, and my uh, mystery player, who I'm now upset is being pimped everywhere, is Alexander Bjork of Sweden, who has made 14 of 14 cuts this year <laughs> in the DP World Tour, has seven top tens. Last year came in a tie for 42nd in this tournament. And um, he... Um, he is a he is very much a um, uh, a ball striking machine, and he better be because he uh, loses strokes off the tee. Perfect. Yep, but he's a great putter. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully that works out. All right. Well, we will catch up with you on Monday after the tournament's over. Yeah, unless something crazy happens in the world of golf. Which I saw a wonderful tweet today, and I think it was Alan Shipnuck of the Fire Pit Collective, and obviously formerly of like Sports Illustrated, and he's one of the most famous golf writers right now out there right now, and it's gonna in his his next book coming out is is the gonna be probably the definitive account of Live versus PGA Tour to date, though that's changing literally every second, so. Lord only knows when that actually gets published, how up to date it's going to be. <laughs> Poor guy. But um, but he said, you know, it's funny. He was looking back in two years ago in 20, 2021, the biggest, the biggest fight in golf uh, was about um, shortening the length of drivers from 48 to 46 inches. So, right. you know. There we are. All right. Well, I think we're a little you- farther away from that now. If you enjoyed this, leave us a review. It helps other fellow golfers find us. And follow us on Instagram at Tea Time Tandem, mm-hmm. the name of our show. And, and on Twitter, at you, the same. You, you got us on Twitter? At the same. Max got us on Twitter. So if Twitter's more your jam, then get over there. Yeah. And technically, we're also on threads. But I don't know. Is that still a thing? Are people still on that? We're on there, too. I hope people have just... I hope people have just kind of given up on social media. <laughs> Thanks. (laughs) Please follow us. (laughs) I flocked my clean the idiot mark on my club. Daisy, Daisy, give me your answer, do. I'm half crazy, all for the love of you. That's got to be one of the worst golf shots ever had in the history of the sport. Stop walking. Now she just asked Patrick Cammy to stop watching, didn't he? He stopped walking. He certainly did, yeah. That's a great one, bud. Yeah, I know it's a two-shot penalty, and uh, at that time, I just didn't feel like going back and forth and hitting the same shot over. I took the two-shot penalty, moved on. It's uh, it's uh, my understanding of the rules. I, I've had multiple times where uh, I've wanted to do that. I just finally did. And you look sweet 